on in. I'm uh, going with the, uh, the new and approved greeting right now. If you don't mind, I'm uh, I uh, am speaking louder, speaking taller, um, and I have a better pub now. This is the Jefferson Avenue Way Station. If you weren't if you weren't aware already, I think you probably knew where you were coming into, or did you? Did you look up while you were walking through the? Th- Excuse me. Not used to talking. I haven't talked in almost a year. I've been living the hermit's lifestyle for a very long time. And a lot of screaming in the woods. All the time. All the time because you need to talk to somebody. And uh, they say it's good for your soul. It is bad for your soul. It is bad for you because there is nothing... There's no real mirror for yourself. I mean, there, you could look at a pool of water and see the sores all over your face, but you can't see the sores on your brain. Matter of fact, I don't think even a friend could see the sores on your brain. You'll have to go to a doctor about that. Now, what could I get you? What, what, are, what are you in the mood for? Oh, you know, unfortunately, we don't have that, but we do have Mac Adams beer. After all this time, we still have... Mac Adams beer. Thank goodness. Thank goodness for that, because if we didn't have Mac Adams beer, I'd have nothing to offer you. And uh, I would be distraught about that. Hold on a second. There you are. Look at that. Pure liquid tar. No, not liquid tar. Pure Mac Adams beer. Thank goodness for that, too. Sometimes I get frightened of how uh, idiotic that comes off. I really want to make sense to you. Rather than just handing you a beer and start flapping my gums, I want to be a viable speaking partner to you. And right now, my brain is empty. I'm benumbed. I actually I've tasted this Mac Adams beer myself. Matter of fact... Last night, I had quite a bit of it. And while I was uh, very chatty then, able to say a whole great many things, most of them probably not making a whole lot of sense, right now, I'm scooped out. I'm uh, upended. Shaking, shaking empty, as my grandfather would say. Did he say that? Well, you'll never know. He's dead now. And a lot of people that knew him are dead now. A lot of people that knew those people, well, they they just might be hard to track down. I'm the only one left, so you're going to have to go on my word. I'm sorry about that. How is it? Listen, if you bring it to your lips and it doesn't, the surface doesn't necessarily break and you have this wall of liquid just pressed against your mouth, don't worry. Because that surface tension will eventually break. And it will come down into your gullet. You'll feel the warmth because that is, uh, not only is it very high in alcohol, it's very high in calories. So you could you could just have that for breakfast if you wanted. Wouldn't be a very nutritious breakfast and might make you a little sleepy throughout the day. But it would be, um, well, it wouldn't be cheap either. $10, that's a, that'd be a normal price for like a nice uh, diner breakfast right there. But... Well, 
there would be no benefit to it, but it would be alcoholic. And you know how much a breakfast with a mimosa or a screwdriver costs? A whole lot. You don't want to get a Bloody The Bloody Mary itself will cost the $10. And Bloody Marys only have like a 50 calories in them. Maybe, maybe more than that. I have no idea. I haven't calorie counted in a long time, and that's because I'm in such great shape. I don't need to. I, I know exactly everything that goes into me. I see the tally as it fills up my belly, or fills up my store of chemical energy, and I know when I need to stop before I start to get fat. Because I don't want to get fat. That's... Uh, well, I mean, the simple thing to say would be that it's not a good look, but really it's not a good state of being. It's not a fun way to be. It's a hard it's a hard way to be, and I know this because, uh, well, brother, I've been there. I've been overweight, and it's wretched. It's a wretched feeling. Are you saying you're overweight? Listen... Like, you don't have to be so roundabout. I know I know what you're trying to say, but like, I don't think you're overweight. I think you you're getting there. You're pretty close to being overweight. Uh, you're not at that mark yet. I wouldn't I wouldn't look at you and say, "Hey, you're a fat guy." Well, I wouldn't say that even if you were overweight. Even if you were fat, I wouldn't point at you and say, "Hey, fat man." I would just look at you and think, "Fat man," because I'm a I'm a simple-minded person, and I. I look at a tall person, I say, tall, tall man. I look at a, a pretty lady, I think, pretty lady. That's I'm like a child, basically. But, where was I going with this? I wasn't going anywhere at all. I was just lamenting how hard it is to be overweight. As if that wasn't, you know, that wasn't self-evident at all. And it isn't. I think people are trying to make the idea of being overweight pleasant. And it, I don't think that it should be... There, that's no reason to hurt somebody's feelings or to leave someone out if they're overweight and they're having difficulty with it. But it's not good. It's not a good thing to be overweight. It's a bad feeling. It's a hard feeling. It, it's The feeling is every cell in your body screaming all at once. They're being compressed and dying, and you feel tired all the time. And you won't be happy until you eat, and when you eat, you're unhappy. You want another glass of that? Here, let me get that for you. Your tally is up to $20 now. That's uh, that's how much money you owe me for each of those glasses. Remember, $10 each uh, plus tip, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a working gentleman. Um, that that's your that's your money tally, your caloric tally, or tally? Oof, uh, your caloric tally is oof. As approximately two hundred calories uh, per ten ounce glass. Uh, I, I don't know if you know that yet. You, I just your eyes widened a bit, but you had to have known that. You you will, no one's no one's uh, fooled by the amount of calories you get in a glass of beer. We all know that they're heavy. It's basically, it's not only liquid bread, it's condensed, uh, refined petroleum 
uh, liquid bread. It's like jet fuel of liquid bread. Which is why I think um, it'd be a great survival ration, beer. If only you could just make it so it's not so unhealthy. If, if it was as healthy as bread, which I guess that's not all that healthy in itself. You shouldn't listen to me. You should just buy and drink my beer. Matter of fact, I think that's usually what most beer companies convey to their customers. They say, do not listen to us. Just buy and drink and shut your mouth. Don't don't say anything. Just open up your mouth and open up your wallet and let that circle continue. And, well, most of it, like, you think that everything that you're putting out goes back in? I don't think so. A lot of that you put out gets taken away from you, and you get a pittance. You get an empty sum going back into you. Until everything, even though you are large, even though your cells are heavy, even though your brain is weary, even though every time you wake up you think this is not fair, this is wretched that I need to be awake right now and need to start doing activities. Even so, you're empty. You're, you're hollowing out. And that's okay. You, you still are a person. As much as you feel like less of a person every time and more like some dumb, weak, stupid animal... You are still a human being, technically. Even though you're going further and further away from human being, you will not be able to, unless you die. The only, the only way you could stop being a human being is if you die. Which, you will, you will eventually get there if you do continue this lifestyle, but or if you really do anything. You, you could live the healthiest lifestyle you could possibly do, and you will die eventually. Especially if you're doing, you have a healthy lifestyle that is uh, particularly high risk, and you have to watch out for that. Um, surfing might be, uh, you know, a very uh, energetic, uh, cardiovascular thing. I don't know if it is actually. It seems like all those guys seem to be very fit, so I'm guessing that it must be some. Uh, what's the term? Uh, uh, core muscle workout. That's not the term at all, but I think I. Um, that's the essence of what I was trying to say. It's got to be some sort of core workout because why, why would they look like that? They're not going to the gym afterwards. They're just smoking weed and eating ding-dongs, I think. I might just be basing everything I know off of stereotypes. Because I don't... I, well, I, I try to read. I, I do read, but... Those are also those. A lot of those stories are full of stereotypes themselves because writers don't like to leave the house, and I don't either. The only time I ever leave the house is to come here. This isn't my house, by the way. My house has another person living in it. I, I share a bed with that person, um, because I'm married to her. Uh, I mean, that's I might seem unusual, but believe it or not, that's. Actually, one of the more normal things a person can do. Now, you know what? I, I regret saying normal. It's not necessarily normal. It's just, uh, how can I describe it? 
I don't want to say natural either, but it is so fulfilling. It it made every when I when I didn't have somebody there in my house who would always be there, who's not just some stranger weirdo roommate. When I didn't have that, I felt desperate all the time. Every single day I was searching for you know, I don't know what I was about to say there, but it certainly wasn't going to be interesting. And I'm glad I stopped myself there. I'm glad I stopped myself before I expressed any sort of emotion because there wouldn't be, a, as the uh, as the priests say, there wouldn't be a homily to it. There wouldn't be a lesson. There wouldn't be a theme. Um, you know, when you read a Steinbeck novel and you think there is, there is something to this. It's not just misery and... Mentally challenged men getting shot in the back of the head, or you know, some poor uh, Mexican family being robbed of all their uh, worldly possessions. It's uh, there is a point to this. I just really need to think about it. And uh, at the time, I, the reason he had to conceal this so well is because he became very famous in the forties and fifties, especially the forties and fifties. And he was a communist. A lot of people don't know that. He was openly a member of the Communist Party. And that was basically the homily of a lot of his stories was we need to treat everybody with respect and care. And, uh, well, he couldn't be too old, all too bold about it. And you know what? You would have think, thought that uh, Of Mice and Men would have became a movie after it was written, considering how famous it was. No, sir. Not for that weird mustachioed fellow. Not for that oddball. And God bless him. God bless him. That was a different time. That's a time when uh, you could have a, a goatee and a mustache and you didn't look like a scary, scary man. Or maybe you did. I don't know. I, I have no idea what it was like back then. My father grew up in that time period in the 40s and 50s, and uh, he said it wasn't all that different. Uh, on the other hand, the town he lived in was a uh, future town where uh, there were flying cars and legal marijuana and um, lots and lots of retro-style diners, which I think is nice um, because they those didn't exist in the 50s, most, of, most anywhere, those themed diners, uh, but they exist now. And they existed in his hometown of that time. So really, his town was a self-fulfilling prophecy. It was a model of the future. Reason being is because he also lived in somewhat of an oligarchical dystopia. Well, I guess we always did. <laughs> I will get off of my soapbox. Um, reason being is because it's a little too high and my head's a little too close to the ceiling. I feel a little claustrophobic in this in this little cubby here when I usually actually feel kind of cozy. There, there we go. Uh, I feel so I feel smaller somehow, and that's actually an, it's a nice feeling to feel small. Human beings really aren't all that large, even though we are a relatively large animal for compared to most animals. We are relatively large. You'll say you'll t say an animal is bigger than a human being, and you'll think that is a very big animal. 
but most animals are quite tiny. But in terms of all life, and in terms of all matter in the universe, we are tiny. And in terms of most people, we are tiny. We are just a little bit, we are a, we are a particle in this thing. And it's comforting. It's not, it, it, it doesn't make me feel insignificant. It doesn't make me feel wretched or dirty or, or common. I, I mean, it does make me feel common, but I don't have a problem with that. I like, I like feeling small. Alcohol makes you feel really small. Some people think it swells you up and makes you feel big. It makes me feel comfortable to be small. And if, even if I was big, I could fill up the room and still accommodate every single person. And that'd be alright. Would that be alright with you? Oh. Okay. Well. Well, I don't know if I see it that way, strictly speaking, but I do see your point. I do see your point. I, you know what, I'll... I'll take that into consideration. I know you don't agree with anything I said just now. And you say you don't like John Steinbeck at all. Um, I think you ought to reread some of his books. I think there are there is something there. Oh, you have. Oh, maybe I'm wrong about him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm too drunk. Right? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I, I drank last night. I drank a lot last night, so much that my wife was angry at me because I didn't tell her that I was going to be out till three in the morning, uh, talking to a bunch of weird people, and forgetting that time was a dimension in this universe and that we didn't just exist all in one particulate singularity. I forgot that all. Apparently, I forgot all dimensions existed, and that there was no distinction anywhere. You know why? I felt comfortable being small. I, I, not only did I feel comfortable being small, I didn't feel any sense of individuality at, at all. I didn't feel like a person. I felt like everybody. I mean, probably I wasn't feeling the anguish or pain or excitement or fear that somebody else in the world was feeling. I was probably missing out on that sensation. And so in that sense, I wasn't everybody. I wasn't suffering the way most everybody suffers. And maybe I'll maybe I will achieve oneness of the universe and then fear feel all the fear that everybody in the world feels. Maybe someday. But not yet. Not yet. It's uh it's not to be. For now I'm just gonna have to be comfortable with my very comfortable nice life in which I'm some able somehow able to get by with a pittance with just this this very very bad business that I've set up and every time somebody walks in and they see just the one type of beer and the many many tables that are often empty and the chairs that are uncomfortably high off the floor I I want to apologize right away I want to apologize right away for the way it looks for the way people see me but I know right away if I apologize for everything, people will walk out the door because they will be suspicious. They will think, why is he apologizing? What does he have to be ashamed of? 
look at him. He's wearing a nice shirt. His hair is nice and short. It seems to be well kept. He could have spent a little bit more time combing it, but it's not too bad. Uh, he seems to take care of himself. He's a little overweight, but um, not not, not uh, grotesquely overweight. So why is he apologizing? There must be something very, very wretched here. There must be a horrible, horrible secret here. And the secret is, is that you're not going to be satisfied. Even if I gave you amazing service, you will not be satisfied. Were you satisfied? Oh. Really? You know, that's very sweet of you. That is very, very sweet of you. I'm, thank you. You know, I, I some people have said that to me before, and I don't want you to feel like I'm saying that that's a... you gave me a, a, a normal sort of compliment, because you didn't. No one's said anything the way you've said it before. And that's very kind. Um, you will be able to pay, right? Okay, thank you. That I... Thank, thank you very much. Yep, this is enough. This is plenty. Thank you. All right. Well, I see. I see. You have to go now. Well, listen. I don't know why you came in at noon to drink. I I don't think that was a very good idea. Um, but I don't judge. I drink during the day sometimes too. It's oftentimes at, at this particular time. But listen, try to uh, try to drink some water and work off that. Work off that alcohol and try to do something else today besides this. Try to, you know, write a few pages of your novel. Try to sit down and maybe, you know, make a painting. Make a painting of your backyard. And then you'll see things in that painting. You'll realize that you have never noticed them. That Notice that thing about your backyard. You never noticed how imperfectly square it is. How all the uh, the sides of the square are sort of working against each other in this beautiful way. Well, don't uh, don't do anything that you've never done before. You should be comfortable with some repetition in your life. I'm not here to preach to you. I'm just here to give you beer. All right. Well, as you leave, I'm going to tell you that this is Jefferson Avenue Way Station, and I hope you have a good day.